Hello, good people. Welcome to another episode of the Troublemakers Podcast. This week, we are continuing our discussion from uh, last week on African spirituality. Um, really, that whole question of is it possible for believers to practice African spirituality and uh, still be believers, <laughs> still be considered believers? And um, the question actually that that um, that I that I had asked the group right before we started. Uh, what what's what you're getting ready to hear now was what things have they discovered in their research and their studies that could be edifying for the life and journey of a believer and so um yeah i feel like this is a, a, a very interesting conversation and please listen to it all the way through because in this episode towards the end we have a section where um the guys just kind of share books and resources that they want to point us towards uh, that we may want to check out that might give us more ins- inspiration in this area and i really 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 appreciate where rob lands this discussion so please enjoy uh as i'm always saying please go ahead and, and send me any questions that you may have any thoughts that you may have wherever you hear this wherever you check this out we will really would love to hear your your feedback because all of us being a part of this conversation is what makes it edifying i truly believe so without further ado let's get into this part two um when you look at African spirituality, there are a number of um, things that, you know, could or could not be appealing to a person. Like when you're initiating into a lot of these systems, like it's required for you to wear all, all white, you know, um, and you can't look into a mirror for a year, you know, essentially like denying yourself and wearing, wearing all white is symbolic of like purity and just cleanliness in general. If you're wearing all white, you're going to be a lot more, um, you know, careful. Yeah, careful where you sit, where you stand, who you let touch you, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, t- for me personally, my the beginning of my interest in African spirituality was tied to my studies of African history and the slave trade and colonization, but also with the passing of three of my elders within like a five or six week period, man. It was just like back to back to back. And these were extremely significant individuals in my narrative. And for me, Christianity no longer, for me, it did not have the technology readily available, the spiritual technology for me to properly grieve my, my ancestors. They, they, they did not fit snugly into the Christian paradigm, nor does my family. My family does not. I remember you know, my uncle showing up to the barbecue in all white with this weird staff, you know what I'm saying? My mom, who's a minister, whispering with, with her spooky self, you know, shout out, Ma, she ain't, she ain't that spooky no more, especially with a son like me. But, uh, you know, I remember the family snickering and, and having little comments when my, you know, my initiated uncles would pull up, you know, and their wives and whatnot. And so, um, you know, but things like the ancestral altar, man, are interesting. Because, you know, that, that may strike a chord, like, oh, ancestral altar, ancestral worship. But re- realistically, man, most people have altars in their home. They just don't know it. They just don't call it that. If there's any place where you set up candles and pictures of your dead loved ones in, like, in- encased in glass around other precious things and you have an item of there, or there's anywhere where you, you keep something of theirs, a keepsake, all of that is ancestor worship. But let's be very clear. And if you have a place where you have pictures on a mantle somewhere, that's a shrine. Let's be very clear. Now, you may not go to the extent of servicing it, 
you know, but it might be an interesting practice for you, even if it's just symbolic and you don't believe it. There are people who practice African spirituality who engage in the rituals who do not necessarily subscribe to the um, spiritual side of it, man. Like it for, for them is just a, it's just psychological getting up on Monday and knowing today I have to change the water that's at my ancestral altar for my grandma so that she has a, a, a clean drink. I put the candies that she likes there. The candy is going to be there when you come back. I promise you like a week later, the candy's going to be there, but it's symbolic. You're keeping them in mind, you know, that you make them a small plate of their favorite dish on their birthday or just when you make food and you put it there, the food's going to be there when you come back. Right. Like, but it's symbolic that, that you are remembering them, that they have not left the tribe. Mm. And, you know, for me, I was not ready for just the way that they left. I wasn't ready for, well, they're in the dirt. That's it. Mm. That's it. Like, you know, you better hope that they were, they were ready because when Jesus comes back, they might not make it, but don't worry if they're not there, Jesus is going to wipe every tear from your eye. He's going to make you completely forget them. And I'm like, that, that is not comforting. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like that sounded decent enough when it was like abstract or when one of my Christian family members died, I was oh, okay, cool. You know, but then when somebody who I was like, eh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that ain't gonna work for me, you know? And I had to, I had to look, start looking for, for um, some different information. I mean, even when you look at it from a, a holistic side, you talk about herbal medicines and things of that nature, you know, when you, when you go see a, a, a babalao or a priest, man, you might come there for a spiritual issue and they may subscribe to you some herbal remedy that is meant to work on you in a spiritual sense, but also in a physical, man, that you might just be constipated. And that's why you come in there with that bad attitude. And you just needed some herbs, man, to flush your system out. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the last thing that I would mention, man, is just the way in which African spiritual systems are organized. And so oftentimes these ceremonies are happening at somebody's home, right? And so that's very like first century Christianity, right? It's happening at somebody's home. It's a very intimate affair. There's food. Um, and during these ceremonies, man, there's a great emphasis on the very specific struggles and current events of everyone there. And so it may only be 14 of you. You may get a, a 45 minutes, a half hour of all the elders using their spiritual gifts to dig into your situation in a very loving manner. And they give you advice and love and they, they might just you need a hug and they'll just like it, it's 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 very much um different from going to church where someone's just talking at you from a pulpit and you don't even have a chance to you know you might you walk in there and you just hope that the pastor is going to speak to your situation you know and if he does you had a high time in zion and if he doesn't you know you try and find something in the service that's of value but with these african spiritual system there is a the purpose of going to these is to get a word like a, a the, and the word is going to be completely different for me than it's going to be for Jeremiah and it's going to be for Lawrence that is going to be for Jason. And so um, off the top of my head, you know, those are the things that have been uh, of, of value beyond the fact that, which we may, I'll save this because it's a deeper conversation, but understanding that spirituality is psychology. And so as you begin to understand these African spiritual systems, you're going to begin to understand more of yourself. What do I mean by that? Yes, sir. Consider taking um, Judaism from a Jew. You dig me? Like you, you, you are stripping a, a lot of um, psychological moorings 
from that individual. You're stripping their history. You're stripping their their connection to their ancestors. You're you're stripping their view of the universe, and and all of those things uh, mixed together to create a unique kind of person. A a Jew is a Jew because they are different from a Igbo or a you know whatever Chinese tribe, right? Or however that works. You dig me like. They are different because their spiritual systems are different and where they live is different. And so all of that mixed together to create a particular kind of person. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's something that we have necessarily um, and in a very significant way lost about ourselves mm-hmm. by having our spiritual systems literally ripped from our beings. You know, there, there, yeah, you, you, there are stories that you don't know. Mm-hmm. There are, um, inflections in the way you would talk that that you don't understand there are ways of interacting with your family members there are ways of solving conflict that you're not aware of because you there's so much that we lost in being stripped of those spiritual systems and essentially given a slave culture you know um in the way that the the way that from the way that uh we worship to the way that we interact with our families to the way that we eat and in the whole slave food narrative you know so there's so much that that we've lost man and i find that even Man, my, my palate is adjusted to where I come from mm. in, West, in West Africa, bro. I, I keep it real. I've been to East Africa. No disrespect. I love y'all. I wasn't a huge fan of the food. I'm not going to front. Like, it, was, it was straight, but I was like, mm, not really my thing. Man, first time my homegirl put me on some agusi soup, though, I said, yo, this is it right here. Like, just the way that they put their dishes together is very similar to how we eat. In the West, you know, man, listen, I'm going to need some some of that curry sauce on my rice. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, you know, and and the stews that they eat over there. And so there's so much that we have, that, we're, that we've lost and that we're missing that we could get back. And so you do not have to um, pledge allegiance to those gods. You do not have to sell your soul to them. Nothing's going to jump on you. In fact, if you're in Christ, you're supposed to believe that you, you, hey man, you got the biggest bodyguard in the universe, right? So what are you afraid of? You know what I mean? Who made you hate yourself? As Malcolm X said, what are you afraid of in reality? What do you think is going to happen to you when you go back home? Mm -hmm. You know, so I I would, I would really encourage us to to take a deeper look. Man, I love that. Just going off of what Rob said, um, you know, really like, where's the boogeyman? Like, where's the boogeyman? Yeah. Like if you, if you really believe that Jesus is God, then where's the boogie, man? What are you, what are you afraid of? You know, and um, I would encourage everybody to just journey. Mm-hmm. You know, you uh, uh, Jason hasn't spoken much, but I'm sure if he, he spoke, you would hear four different journeys right right here. And it, we're all we're all on different paths, but we're all in agreement um, in our in our in our variety in our difference. It, can you see me and hear me well? Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, you know. One of the most um, revolutionizing experiences for me was I actually got the opportunity to sit with a Dakota elder and a Timney elder at the same time. Timney, the Timney people are primarily in Sierra Leone. They're also in Ghana mm-hmm. and, a, and a couple other countries. But um, and they trace their roots back to uh, what is today Israel. But that's a whole nother topic. Um, I like that topic. <laughs> my, my wife is actually Timney. Um, oh. So my children are as well. But uh, um, so I was sitting with a Timney elder and a Dakota elder. And it was crazy how you have this, this, this group, this, this culture, this spirituality from West Africa, and you have spirituality from, from the, uh, 
from North what is today North America, and they both can trace their history back before Abraham. Mm-hmm. And yet there was so much in common. Wow. And um and to me you can't you cannot have oral history passed down for ten thousand years in two two places that are in completely different parts of the world without there being some divine influence to to keep those things intact mm. and to be so much the same that when you come together 10,000 years later, you find that you have so much in common uh, because it was revealed to you by the same God. Mm. Um, one thing that they shared in common was that they, they don't make decisions without first asking both the ancestors and the children who are unborn. Uh, because They do so because they understand that the wisdom of the ancestors is important in, in, in making these decisions. And these decisions will also affect the unborn. Wow. And so they feel that it is unfair to make decisions, whether it be a large decision for the community or a small day-to-day decision that, that you may make. It's unfair to make those decisions without keeping in mind the ancestors and the unborn. Um, and something they said, they explained it to me, how when both cultures, you know, it was, there, was, there was differences, but essentially, um, to, to summarize it, they believe that, that both the unborn and your ancestors exist within you. Hmm. And so you, even when you are performing these rituals, you are looking for a voice that comes from within. Wow. Um, and, and then it, you go to a science book and a science book will tell you the exact same thing. You know, <laughs> science book will tell you about it. And, and Lawrence mentioned it briefly earlier about genetic memory exactly. and about DNA and those type of things. Yep. Um, um, even, even the Hebrews called on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right. So they, the ancestors are all over mm-hmm. the Old Testament. It's all over the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that the New Testament paints Jesus as our ultimate um, ancestor. Exactly what it does. As, as our king ancestor. Yeah. Um, and so that's actually something I, I've adopted is I try to, when I meditate, I try to within myself um, hear the voice of those who came before and of those who are to come. How and what I'm doing right now, how is it going? What, how can the wisdom of those that came before me influence what I do today? And, and how am I to be aware of how this is going to affect those who come after me, including those who are alive right now, my two children. Mm. That's, that's something I've adopted. Um, and, and I think it's important in our journey. And I think it's, 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 it's very much indigenous and non-dominant theology to be open to not just African ways. Mm. Uh, because when 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 worldviews and cultures come in contact with one another, syncretism is, is a way for cultures to grow. I mean, it, you you look at and you look at all the different cultures in Africa. There's a lot of similarities throughout the continent and especially throughout the the regions, because as they come came in contact with one another, they were open to growth, to adopting each other's ways, uh, to a certain degree. Um, but but. And so I, I've, I've done things like the reason why I have locks 
is because I sat under a Rasta elder. And he 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 began to tell me, you think <laughs> I got my little uh, Yeah, Lord, Lord. <laughs> he said, You think in. this is, he told he said to me, he said, You think this is a Rasta thing? I said, I don't, I understand it's an African thing. He said it's not just an African thing, it's a thing. He said, It's all over the world. It's primarily in Africa, but you find it in India, you found it in indigenous people in um in um in Australia, the Aborigines, you find it in the indigenous people in South America. And so the reason is that when you grow locks, it forces you to, to connect with yourself, with the creator, and with the world around you. And he said, and not only that, it literally extends your, essentially, these are energy receptors yeah. and antennas. Because you literally, there's more of you now. Mm, yeah. And, and when, when someone touches the end of your hair, you don't have nerve endings, but you still feel when someone touches the end of your, your hair, you feel the energy. And sure enough, as over the past two years of growing my locks, it has caused a revelation of who I am, of my understanding of the world around me, my understanding of spiritual things, my understanding of, of the universe and dynamics, and, and, and most importantly, my understanding of the creator. Uh, there's other things I've adopted, like um, the, the indigenous people of the plains in North America, they do uh, what they call them, sweat lodges where they go into hot places and they meditate and 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 Lawrence can, can talk about energy and those type of things but they try to they try to receive energy from the most high mm-hmm. so i go into i go into the sauna and i close my eyes and i meditate and i try to receive the energy from from god and i, and I speak to god you know, um, burning sage, cultures around the world burn sage. It's crazy how many cultures burn burn sage. That didn't just come out of nowhere. It mm-hmm. came up from a divine source. And it, and even now, then you go to science. Science found has found that sage actually eliminates bacteria. Yep. Also, it's literally physically, scientifically eliminating negative things yeah. in the atmosphere. Yes. Um, and so I've adopted that and, and, and different things, you know, and, and – like Rob was saying, my wife is West African. The first time I, I went to her family's house and I started eating that food, I was like, <laughs> it's like I've been eating it my whole life. It connected with my spirit. And, and what's crazy is I, I'm half of European heritage, but I never felt that connection mm. with any European foods. That first time I went to a family get together with my wife and I ate that West African food, and, you know, growing up in Seattle, there's a lot of East Africans, not a lot of West Africans. And just like mm. you were saying, Rob, I've, I've eaten East African food my whole life, never felt that connection. Mm. But the first time that those, those stews and the, the peanut soup and hit me. Mm. Off oh, rice, bro. Like, whew, like my ancestors was talking to me in my tongue, like real talk, you know. And, 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 and I, I, think, I think it's important, like, like, like I've been saying, to just get on a journey. Just mm. get on a journey. Because there's no boogeyman out there. If 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 you truly believe that you are in Christ and Christ is the the Creator and the Most High, there's nothing to be a scared, scared, afraid of. In fact, you will find an intimacy with your Creator mm. that you never imagined you could have. Man, I love that. No, no, that's a fact. Actually, I burned frankincense and myrrh incense because of Jesus. Those were the gifts: frankincense, myrrh, and gold that was given to Christ. So that even the instance that I choose to burn stems yeah. from my understanding of Christ. But it's funny how we all have that connection with like West Africa. I didn't really start my African journey until I went to Ghana with my wife. 
Mm. When I went to Ghana with her, um, you know, Ghanaians have like this handshake that they do when they, you know, dap each other up. There's a way that they do it. And I did it instinctively. They're like, oh, so you're Ghanaian. I was like, I'm not, you know. Um, but I thought it was kind of amazing how instinctive it was. And I, I, me, I already had started my energy journey, so I was just curious. Like, there must be something in me, you know what I mean, that resonates with the Ashanti tribe, which is where my wife comes from. So when I started doing my research on Haiti, I realized, yeah, we have Ashanti, like a bunch of West African tribes, Yoruba, Aiken, Igbo, all this conglomerate of tribes which make up Haiti because of where we come from and how the spiritual systems, like Rob was talking about, how it's deeply rooted into these several spiritual systems, but synchronized to create what is called voodoo, like all this stuff I started learning. And it just like, it, it, it blew my mind for me to see how my body knew that I was home before I intellectually knew that I was home. You know what I mean? Like in a very deep, real way. And so from then I just started studying, started exposing more. And, um, and I mean, it's just been, it's just been great. Everything that I've done has increased, even, even with the growing of my hair, learning about energy, learning about what coils are, and then seeing it even in the scripture about the Nazarene rite, when you would pledge to be a Nazarene, you wouldn't cut your hair. But when I learned the science of your hair being receptors of subtle energy, it's like, oh, it makes perfect sense. You become a Nazarene to yeah. get closer to the most high so you can hear him better with your hair being coiled and locked. It, made, it, it, like, it was no longer mystical. But in order to keep some relevancy, there is good mysticism to keep relevancy. But I was just fascinated at how relevant these so-called mystical things are. Mm -hmm. And that's what propelled my journey into kind of just learning more. And, you know, and I think something not to labor to delay, not to make this go too long, but I think that something that we're all saying is that there's so much that we have lost, but there's so much that we still have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even in the in in the inflection of our words, we we've, we've maintained it. Ebonics is a real thing. It's, yes. a, it's as legitimate as Haitian Creole, as yes. Sierra Leone Creole, as Jamaican Patois. It's just as legitimate, and it has yep. African influences. Um, Absolutely. Our 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 even our our soul food, which we used ingredients that could kill you because it's all we have, but we put African ways of cooking into, into yeah. this, these yeah. scraps and these heaps and made yeah. them taste good. Um, I mean, there's so much that we still have. Yeah. And, and keeping the kids with the grandkids are, I'm mean, keeping the grandkids with the grandmothers and grandfathers. That's another very African thing. There's some traditions when the baby is first born, they will stay with the grandparents for six months, eight months, you know, because, it was a belief that the newborns are closer to where the elders are going. So they'll spend time with them the game. So yeah, Jeremiah, you are like <laughs> on it, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's been a great conversation, y'all. I just have one more thing and then we're going to, um, I'm going to let y'all go. Cause I know y'all have other things to do. Um, what is the message that you would have then for somebody who has been witnessing the debate, and they, they're kind of stuck in between. They're like, I don't know what I should be. I don't know what I should think. I know that I'm a believer, but I've, I feel drawn to this. I don't know what to do with it. What is like, just briefly, like, what is that last word that you would give to that person who's conflicted right now in their journey? Go on the journey 
but don't let the journey be out of anger or negativity. Mm. You know, this whole thing, it really creates a negativity where either you're going to be angry at one side or you're angry at the other side because mm. that, that's going to lead you down a dark path either way. But at the same time, go on the journey. Like, don't, don't just, oh, my pastor said that's evil, so I can't have anything to do with it, you know? Don't accept everything in, 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 in uh, Black is King. Don't, don't accept everything in that, you know? But don't accept everything in tr- traditional Christianity either, you know? Go on the journey with your creator and find ways of connecting more with your creator. And, and, and if you do it out of love for God, love for others, love for yourself, then uh, you'll, you'll, be su- you'll be happily surprised at, w- uh, at what you find. Mm, I like that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, w- I would say, man, all roads lead to God. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, all roads lead to you. You are you are in God. Just like Jeremiah said, man, it needs to be restated because you said it, but you kind of sped by it. But if we're looking at African thought as a general thing, right, then we view God as the the greatest ancestor, the first ancestor. And all ancestors are only ancestors because they're connected to God. You know what I'm saying? And so ancestor worship is ultimately just a reverence for, for the life thread that passes through your genetic line. You know what I mean? And so I, I would say to take the journey because you're only going to find yourself. Like you're not, <laughs> you know, um, and, I, and I like to push back a, just a little bit. I don't know if you meant it by this way, just, just a little bit that it's okay to be angry. Like, w- once you get to studying, you're going to get angry. I, pr- I promise you. Like, if you have not read um, in-depthly what happened to our ancestors, it's going to piss you off. I, I promise you. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Be be angry, but I think there's a positive anger. I think there's a, there's a healing anger. It's just, it's just, it's just, just an anger. There's a healing anger. Indeed, indeed. I, I, and I just, you know, again, my, my therapeutic side is like, there's also just I'm pissed off angry because of injustice that inside so I don't I don't mean a, a I don't I don't think any anger at um injustice is anything but righteous you see what I'm saying and so it's, it's okay to be upset for what happened but I I think the healing comes in to recovering who you are my life is so like I have access to multiple worlds now you know, I almost view religions as like languages. You know, I, I got a theology degree. I got a bachelor's degree in theology. No, I didn't go to seminary. But I put in a significant amount of study into Christianity as well as growing up in the church. Like, I speak that language fluently. You know what I'm saying? And I'm also learning the African spiritual language now. And now I exist in, in two different worlds. Like, you know, there, there, are, there are people that I know that know nothing really about my Christian side. And there are Christians who know nothing about my African spiritual side. You know what I'm saying? And like, and I'll probably take that into other faith systems. Like, to me, it's just like explore. Like, the same way you travel, why would you just go to, you know, um, what's the country? You know, uh, China, and never learn anything about Confucianism. You know, like that just seems like. So you're just there to snap pictures and like you know Ooh. engage in the stereotypes or whatever. So to me, it's like, uh, you know, how I often view it is like, you know, I study martial arts in college and, you know, once you reach a certain level in these systems, 
you are free to travel around to various systems and interact with other masters and take from these other systems what you will, you know? And that, and, and studying those other systems is not a rejection. Of, mm, that's a good word. It's <laughs> not a rejection of your original home system. I have not left Christianity because I've decided to study something else mm. and to investigate something else and to potentially maybe practice something else. It's not, it's not a leaving. I'm, I'm, I'm building on top of. There is no undoing my Adventist side. There's no undoing it. I went to Oakwood and Andrews. My mom was a minister. I was in Adventurers and Pathfinders. <laughs> I've had every kind of veggie meat there's, there is. I know yeah, 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 yeah. I have my <laughs> books. I have not only read Amazing Facts, I have passed it out and taught it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yo, like, there is no undoing my Adventist side. E- even with my liberal self, I'm beginning to work back in the Sabbath in a very special way just because I'm like, ooh, this is uncomfortable. I don't like having to do stuff on Saturdays. This is not fun. I'm not used to it. I'm done. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, and so I would say that you do not have to fracture yourself in order to go back and go who you are. It's only, it's only plus. It's only positives. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I would say. I like that. Yeah, I would say continue to find the relevancy, you know, whatever it is you're, like, while you're on this journey, how, how is this going to help me? Like, how, how, how is this going to serve me? It's really the language I use. How does this serve me? How does this serve me? Um, I think um, we, we shouldn't be afraid of that. I, I am of the opinion, and this could just be me, but I'm of the opinion that everything God gave me is to serve me. There's nothing that God gave me that is meant to serve God because God is not in need of any service. Before there was anything, there was the most high. So everything that I have from God is for me. You know, the Sabbath is for me. The land is for me. The giving is for me. The the loving is, is for me. And when I say for me, I don't mean in a selfish way because, you know, because I'm a parent, because I'm a husband, me is not just here. I'm here, but I'm also at home where my kids are. I'm at home where my wife is. I'm home where my mom is. Like, all of that is me. And I'm serving all of me. Like, my brothers, my friends, you guys are my brothers. You guys are extensions of myself. Mm-hmm. It is not, you know, like, yeah, I call you Rob, so I know which extension I'm dealing with. You know, Jeremiah, Jason, I call you by name, so I know which part of me I'm interacting with. But it's me still. If I don't see me in you, there's automatically a distance. And I learned that from from really the five percenters, you know, with the supreme mathematics, when you're dealing with from the one to the two to the three, you know, and I won't break that down now, but there's, you really learn how essentially we're going back to the one. Uh, I don't want to sound too crazy. My point is, how does it serve you? And like too where late, is bro. The, we already there. <laughs> we already there, right? <laughs> but but how, does it, how does it serve you? If you don't find yourself better, then, you know, like the scripture said, knowledge puffs up, you mm. know, like you're just getting real puffy. Like there's no, if it's not making you a better person, then either A, you don't need it or B, you need to study it more mm. because ultimately that's what it's about. And that, that would be my message that I'll leave to the people. <laughs> Can I add two things r- real quick? Um, the, the first is that we ha- I, ha- I have to say because of my um, relationships that, you know, to honor that side, I am, I am not initiated in any spiritual system. Mm. I am a baby in understanding those systems. 
And so I'm only speaking um, from my experience. Mm -hmm. And so if I have um, spoken improperly, maybe, you know, missed a a point or or confused something from the African spiritual side, you know, forgive me, this this is, I'm new, I do not in any way act to be a representative for these traditions, I, I do understand that I am an I am an outsider until I initiate. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I, I want that to be very, very clear that we are not I I let me say I, I am not an initiate. And so mm-hmm. I'm just trying to give information as I have received it and it might be incorrect. So I, I would I would say that just to honor them. And also, um I think it would be pertinent that we give and this is I'm really excited about this, some good literature. Some good literature um, for pe- people to check out, I will recommend um, three books if we're just dealing with spirituality, right? Um, the first, and I would say read them in this order, right? Because if you jump, skip order, you might freak yourself out, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but I, I, would, I would say every Christian needs to start with John and BT. You know, if you're talking about African spirituality, John, John and BT is the guy. John and BT is a Kenyan theologian um who gives such valuable perspective on african spirituality and while he does not look to validate african spirituality based upon abrahamic religions judaism christianity islam he shows just by virtue of of their being that they are very very similar Mm. that there is hardly an ideal in christianity or judaism that is not already present in African spirituality. It was long present. You know, one easy example is the 42, law, the 42 admonitions of Ma'at, right? Mm-hmm. You can find all the Ten Commandments in that joint, you know, yep. pretty much. Maybe not all of them, but most of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As well as 30-something other ones. You know what I'm saying? And so, John and BT, African Philosophy and Religion. That, that's what you want to check out. The second that's one I would really recommend. That's a really good book. Yeah, yeah, that's like get it in your library, like buy it. You know, you're gonna be mad if you get it from the library and you gotta give it back. I promise you. Um, then you have "Of Water in the Spirit" by Maladoma. You read that, Lawrence? Yes, yeah, it changed my entire life, bro. Right, that joint was like I stumbled upon that. By the way, like literally, yeah. just like stumbled upon it. Like, oh, this looks interesting, and right in was like, whoa, you know what I mean? Um, insane i mean i the stuff that he and i'm sorry guys but the stuff that he talks about in that book it made me step back and ask myself how much do i know about reality you know what i mean because he was say he was making some claims i was like yo this is insane that's a fact that's a fact man one day we gotta have a conversation about herbs and spirituality Mm. and that might be a conversation that i just sit in on but my curiosity is peaked when it comes to like, and I might be going way left to some people. I get it. But like certain herbs, ashwagandha and, and, and certain, um, like the mushrooms. That mushrooms. Yep, yep. And then what's yep. that one plant in South America? It'll, it'll like cause you to, it's, it's a, they, it, you drink it. It's like a, um, man, I can't think of it, bro. But anyways, we need to find somebody who like really know what they're talking about with that stuff. Yeah, I'm with I that. I have a guy, so we'll we'll talk. We might need to bring some specialists on here. I um, like that. But anywho, the last book I will recommend, and this is when you want a concentrated look at the lived experience of an initiated 
individual in the America studying African spirituality, Altar of My Soul by Marta Marina Vega. I still haven't, you, you recommended that to me. I still haven't looked into it, but that, I'm that's going the to. one that like, if you just need to know what's going on, what mm. what's happening, I need to know. I don't know what's happening. Um, You know, her family were like, they were like Christian, but the grandmother was like into like the spiritual stuff, but the mama wasn't really, but she kind of was. And then the daughter goes on her own journey and th that's it. Like, if you want to know, that's going to tell you. But I would recommend that you start a little higher up and get more of that general, just so you can start un uprooting that, um, you know, That's that conditioning. But if you're feeling froggy, go ahead and leap. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, listen, I'm, I'm off for, <laughs> hey, get out there and swim, you dig me? The last thing I say is, Jeremiah, I feel like you've had way too many experiences that I have not been a part of, and I'm so <laughs> by the way, bro. I'm gonna need an invite, fam. What what do I need to do, bro? I want the sweat lodge. You know what I'm saying? I want. Hey, listen, man. Next year I'm going to spend some time with the indigenous Hawaiians, um, in the islands, man. If you want to come, let's go. Man, now listen, bro. You, I don't know if you know, but I'm international Rob now. Don't play with me, bro. Like, <laughs> listen. I'm a, I'm a family documentary out there, so um, I'm making the connects now. Hopefully, it'll be late April. Man, well, bro, I, I will be reaching out. Yeah, man. Um, there's some books I recommend versus I don't know if you see that. You can't see that. Oh man, we can't. I wish we could though. It's called like Unsettling it. Truths by Mark Charles. Oh, Name is Mark Charles. Um, it's called Unsettling Truths, and I would recommend these books because I think I think individuals have to. And, and this was the way it was for me. I had to, I had to reorient my attitude towards all things spiritual. Like towards Christianity, towards non-Christian things, uh, worldviews and spiritualities. And I think these books kind of help you in that journey so that when you journey in, into these other systems, like Rob was saying, you don't view them as, as boogeymen, but as different systems. And you're not necessarily losing who you are. Mm. You're just, you're just um, it's an exchange. But Unsettling Truths by Mark Charles. Um, and then I would also this called The, the Promise Key. Okay, we can see that one. The Promise Key by Leonard Percival Howell. Promise Key. This is hard to get your hands on, but this is a great book. Um, there's a book, I mentioned it earlier, by Richard Twist called Rescuing the Gospel from the Cowboys. I would start with that, Rescuing the Gospel from the Cowboys. And um, the final one is, oh, yeah, The Wise Mind of Holly Selassie. I got that. That's a fact. The wise mind of Holly Selassie is written by the emperor of Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. And it, is, it, it, it tackles all kinds of subjects from education to spirituality to, to, to all of those things. And I think you'll be enlightened by it. And his autobiography, bro. I bought the autobiography too. And that joint is, yeah, I've been learning a lot, man. Yeah. Oh, so. All right. Um, as far as African spirituality, um, are we just recommending books in general or specifically with African spirituality? Yeah, I would say within this, this topic. Yeah. So then, um, definitely of water, um, and spirit. That was my like number one recommendation. So Rob had already mentioned that. I would also say it's not necessarily African spirituality, but African history, stolen legacy. Um, hold on. Let me get the author's name. George James. I believe it is. Yep. George G.M. James. Yeah, that is um, 
I think a, a book that that we should all read. Um, and and low key, Rob, Rob took my other one, man. Uh, African uh, philosophies, um, uh, African uh, religion philosophies, or I forget the the exact title. There's Black. one more though. Um, the the one more that that I recommend that we haven't touched on, and probably because of how um, how saturated it is, but the 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 comedic tree of life um, by uh, what is his name? Hold on, I'm looking through some of my ebook collection. While you're looking through that, I'll give I'll buy you some time. Let me say this: I think the even more important of books is to, is experience. Mm, they defeated some elders, like um. You know, it's not hard to get in touch with with, with people that that are of different um, worldviews, and it's it's. I'll even say this: it's not hard to get in touch with Christians who practice their Christianity through yeah. traditional belief systems. Yeah. Um, they're out there. In fact, um, Dr. Francis, Francis, I think your information is on here. People can people can email you, and then I can. You can have, I can get them in touch with some people, all of that, you know, contact us. And I think we all can point you in a certain, certain direction, but some people you can sit at their feet, you know, the comedic your life by, by Siba uh, Muata Ashby. Now he has a bunch of books, but uh, the, the comedic your life, um, I think is a great introductory book to kind of some of the Egyptian thoughts and ideas. Um, I know Christians are scared of Egypt, but uh, there, there's a lot of ideas that the. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> I said Jesus wasn't scared of Egypt. Oh, uh, he he was hidden there, but that's another. Uh, we could we could go out. I, I did a whole sermon on that, but um, but there, there's a lot of ideas that the Egyptians have, and when we talk about synchronism, the church took a lot of Egyptian thought and made it Christian. So um, yeah, yeah. Rob mentioned the forty-two my, uh, laws of my art or principles of my art is definitely one of them. Um, some of the uh, garments that that the Catholics wear, um, the 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 you know being a neophyte, we don't call them neophytes, but that was the early uh, Christian tradition when someone's about to be baptized and they're studying, they would be called neophytes, and you know, all that comes from from Egyptian ideas. So um, even the concept of movement and rest is an Egyptian idea. So we, I could go on and on about it. Uh, the tree of life deals with the, with, with some of those. I'll just leave it at that with some of those. Mm-hmm. I think it's fundamental enough for even someone who knows nothing about it mm-hmm. to be able to understand it. Stories, man. Well, I, I really want to encourage people. I, I know it's not in everybody's means, but man, travel. Yes. Like, like Rob was saying, don't go there and just be a tourist. Like we went, we celebrated our 10th anniversary a couple of weeks ago. We, we didn't just go to the resort. We were on an all-inclusive resort, but we, we left the resort for two days, and we were with not just, like, regular Mexico. We went with the Maya, man, and it just, just went in-depth with the Maya, man. And, and, and there's how, nothing replaces that. How are you able to do that with the language barrier? I know we're wrapping up, but... No, nah, because, yeah, because England dominated the world. Everyone speaks English, man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is real. Indeed. Yeah, I think what you said, Jeremiah, is key that those experiences, like even with all the reading that you could do on these systems, you're these are not taught via textbook. That's not how this works at at all. You know, they'll tell you quick, like, okay, I guess you could read that. But like for them, it's like, you know, this is oral tradition that we're talking about here, you know, and so it's very important that if that's what you're looking for, that you (laughs) 
that you uh, yeah, so that you find the elder, you know, yeah. that you that you get some some uh, authentic experiences. And here's the reality that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. You know what Amen. I'm saying? Like if you're really ready for that, I promise you, it's right around the corner. Like like don't be afraid to slide into a DM. Yeah. Don't be afraid to to find somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. And I would just say that when you're dealing with spirit spiritual thought. Discernment is discernment is discernment. It don't matter what system you're dealing with. That's right. If you That's don't right. feel good about somebody, find somebody else. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you don't you don't like their character, if you don't like the energy that they're putting off, look yeah. for some, there's somebody else who can give you the information. So it doesn't change. You don't just got to accept something just because you're leaving Christianity or accept yeah. a certain person or personality or anything like that. You yeah. know, and so maintain what you built up wherever you come from. And use that to navigate the new place. Now, don't be, you know, there, there needs to be a whole talk maybe on how to um, approach a culture that's not your own. Because right, right. there is a certain yes. um, yeah. arrogance that we have, as particularly Western Christians, you know, mm. that has to be undone. Yeah. And, and to accept that, though you might be a master in Christianity, you're a baby over here. Right. You know, and, and that can be a little tough on the on the uh on the ego you know what i mean but i, I i'll end that there man jeremiah I, I definitely appreciate bro your journey lawrence and jason as well man and i will end it by saying that it's okay to disagree with us mm-hmm. if this isn't for you that's okay that don't make you less spiritual none of that that's just where you're at you know and we're just where we're at and, and, and all of those are okay we're all children of god we're all in the hands of the most high and so yeah Mm, I really love where Rob ends this conversation. And that is that if you don't agree with what we're sharing, that is okay. We are not of the mindset that we think that everybody needs to be on the exact same page as us. Matter of fact, if you listen to our past couple of episodes, that is a large part of our philosophy as troublemakers is that we don't think that everybody has to be on the exact same wavelength about every single specific thing all the time. But we really advocate for individual and personal spiritual growth and development because the when you have uh, developed your own spiritual perspective or grown in your own spiritual perspective, that is way more authentic than simply buying into a team or a notion that everybody else has already latched onto and saying, I guess I'm just gonna submit to all the ideas of this particular group. That's just not, not that's just not the way that humanity works. We are we all have thoughts for ourselves and the most real development that you can have is the personal development within yourself. And so we really want to advocate for for you growing with the spirit, growing um as the father is leading you in your personal journey. And if where you are right now is a place where you're saying I don't I cannot accept or agree or abide with what you all are saying that honestly is probably fine there's probably plenty of things that we are incorrect about we just want to challenge you to think we want to challenge you to to be open to how big of of a god you actually serve and recognize the fact that he is not limited by the things that humanity seems to be limited by. He's not limited by the things that our cultures are limited by. And in fact, he's able to have his hand in multiple pots at the same time to reach all of his children. So I hope that this um, episode has been a blessing to you all. I know that it was a blessing to me to record it, to be a part of this conversation. I hope that you get a chance to check out some of those resources that they mentioned and listed and um 
again as always i invite you to give us your feedback to give us your thoughts to contribute to the conversation we are not sitting on a platform saying that this is what you need to receive we are saying hey this is a discussion that we want to see happen and we want to open the discussion up to you as well so with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close this episode, and I hope that you tune in next time for another episode of Troublemakers. Blessings on y'all.